Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 94, and man, do we got some cool and, I should say, fun stuff to talk about on this episode. We got some really good comics to talk about, too. Um, I will say, as of right now, prior to this episode, um, I hope I'm not going to get destroyed on TikTok because <laughs> I've dropped some very interesting videos lately. I think they're respectable videos. But, you know, some people are could read them the wrong way if they want to. Juice is going to go viral. Oh, my God. That would be something. I'm very shocked. I will say, for anybody that does follow my TikTok and knows about my experiment on the creator fund going on right now, I smashed that experiment. It's busted. Uh, getting on the TikTok creator fund does not hurt your views. If anything, my views are better. Uh, so, especially with this last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But anyways, uh, I think the thing that dropped today, we'll jump right into this is a Titans season three trailer dropped. What did you think of it? Um, I don't like the robo, the robot man uh, cameo that was in the trailer. Uh, uh-huh. I, I keep, I keep referring to red hood as robot yeah. man because that's what his helmet looks like. Um, if you do a breakdown, which I kind of watched it a few times to kind of see what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's quite a few Easter eggs and uh, it looks like we're getting their traditional crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene of somebody smashing something with a crowbar and it looks like Joker. And there's, there's a Joker esque laugh in the trailer. Yeah. Um, there's actually a moment. If you pause at that moment where we assume it's Jason getting hit by the crowbar. Yeah. Um, there is a ticket booth right on the right hand side and it looks like there's somebody inside of it people are assuming we might see harley quinn in oh. titans yeah that would be interesting yeah i i clickbaited the title obviously i said jerome because the guy <laughs> that was killed absolutely looked like jerome i was like i wonder if they're hinting at that like just if somebody was like hey uh, you want to be funny remember like gotham yeah. like what if we just uh, made this guy look like jerome because he does, like, I mean, with he the does. smile that's, and everything. That's kind of like the first thing I thought of when I saw him. But uh, also, we do, again, see another look. This isn't our first look, but another look at Red Hood. Our first look was that stupid picture trailer that they do. I yeah. thought it was going to be another one of those, because they did tease that there was going to be a trailer out today. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, oddly, a teaser trailer to the trailer that's coming out next month. Yeah. Um which that's not usually something that you do, but for some reason they're just wanting to really build up hype for the season three. Uh, we get a look at red hood, but that scene that they showed is actually straight out of the comic and also the animated movie under the red hood. Oh. Um, so it looks like he's going to do like the whole throwing the bag of heads onto the table and all the mobsters try to shoot him or whatever. Yeah uh yeah that's what it looks like so i i keep saying this to every single person that i talk to about titans i know that the first episode's gonna suck i know the Mm -hmm. season's gonna be great and i know the finale is gonna suck like that's just how it's gonna go yeah Uh, i hope it's proven wrong this time like because even the actress for uh for Donna Troy took a Instagram picture the other day and like she used the filter that had like electricity and she's mm-hmm. like, Hey, look, it's a filter for Titan season two. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I still can't believe they ended it that way. 
so bad, dude. Um, I will say it looks interesting, but you know, I, I'll I'll believe what you say too. Yeah, the start will suck, the middle will be great, and the ending will suck. But it is on HBO Max, so maybe it'll finally change. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than but, that, you have some Batwing news. Yeah, some small little DC TV news. Uh, we found out last week that uh, Batwing is going to be coming into the show. But the one thing that we didn't say, uh, because the episode hadn't aired yet, is uh, Luke Fox actually gets inspired by Diggle. And, of course, Diggle is uh, John Diggle Stewart, the uh, character from Arrow. Uh, We know that at the end of Crisis, he was offered the Green Lantern ring. Apparently, a lot of people are pretty angry about it because, like, in between the panels and Mm -hmm. after Crisis, we didn't see it. But he actually did not accept the ring. And there's consequences to it. And that's what we will see throughout different episodes of the uh, different CW shows, which is really weird to think about. But then he'll ultimately accept it. Yeah, probably. He'll inspire all these heroes and then become a hero himself. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, That's cool that he's inspired by Diggle. I'm glad that, you know, I feel like Diggle never got enough credit on that series. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if he's continuing and being the series, I'm glad he's continuing over black canary because <laughs> god damn i hated that character um so oh, shut up phone um but yeah so it was uh pretty insane sorry i gotta like i gotta mute my ipad because i forgot i turned off my phone um, oh your tiktok's blowing up right now <laughs> no no it's actually somebody uh my sister's hitting me up but like um you know it's i you know every i, I apple pad apple pad fuck every iphone and everything's connected so i'm just like all right whatever that's but one thing that i have yet to try to figure out to stop doing that i don't know yeah. if you can stop it but it does get annoying so. after a while uh you just gotta set up different things or just put them on do not disturb so you don't oh, hear that's it, true you know that's true. but anyways we're, besides that um so yeah i mean titans looks interesting uh but you know uh it's just it is what it is you know? oh and also uh we got our first look at barbara uh there oh, was I didn't a photo there was a photo that was released of dick grayson on and barbara it looks like they're in some sort of art uh office now i looked very closely it looks like barbara's only gonna have one leg just like the actual actress so maybe they will like play into her disability being because that was something you were wondering is if they were going to cgi another leg or prosthetic another leg do something uh but looking at her wheelchair and zooming in it only looks like they are showing one leg Hmm. that'll be interesting that'll definitely be interesting um next thing we got moving on from that is we got the runtime for suicide squad which is going to be, which I feel like this is the staple for a DC movie, two hours and 12 minutes. I feel like that's like their sweet spot. It is, but a lot of people have like this, of course, hate for WB in the sense that uh, WB in the past has had this mandate of, hey, it needs to be uh, shorter than two hours so that way we can uh, have as many screens as possible during one day. Now, which is understandable, but if, you know, the extra 15 to 20 minutes really messes up your story, it's not worth it in my idea, like in my opinion. Yeah. So 
with James Gunn getting a two hour and 12 minute, I think, right? Yeah, is yeah. what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be just fine. Uh, it's not super long. It's not super short. I think mostly I'm just excited to see what he has as far as the actual story. So, yeah. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. Um, again, like I would say COVID has not got me hyped for any of this, or I should say COVID and not being able to go to the theater experience has taken me out of the hype for these kind of things. But uh, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, we'll see what happens going forward if we watch this in theaters or not. But that's what, next month? August? Two months? Two months. Yeah. Two months. So, you know, when it gets And I closer, think it's your turn. Wait, wait. I can't remember. I bought Demon Slayer. You've got Demon Slayer, yeah, so it's yeah. my turn. My turn for Suicide Squad. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, although I will say, apparently, the theater by my house, which we don't need to say what it is, um, does do the space seating still. So, Sweet. Then that's where we're going. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. you got to confirm that. But it didn't look like that online, but my sister told me that it was. So, awesome. All right. Uh, but anyways... We got to go to the hottest topic of the week. <laughs> it like literally and just figuratively. Um, it came out. I don't know who is being interviewed. One of the writers or one of the people was, working on Harley Quinn, right? It was both of the uh, I think it was the writers. Let me actually bring it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll continue going. But somebody working on Harley Quinn uh, let it be known that in season three, there was supposed to be, and we don't know if we're getting this or if they're going to try to change it up and still have it and just do it in a cleaner way, but there was supposed to be a scene where Batman was going down on Catwoman. So we were going to get some X-rated love going on between so these two characters. The co-creators and executive producers, Justin Halpern and Patrick Schumacher, uh, were being uh, interviewed by Variety. Mm-hmm. And I'll actually read the exact quote. Um, It's two or three paragraphs, but basically what they were talking about, this whole article was talking about uh, Umbrella Academy and WandaVision kind of taking a different aspect on how they view superheroes in superhero shows. And of course, Harley Quinn, you're making a villain into your protagonist, and then that protagonist has friends who are also villains. So it's just a little bit of a spin. And so they said, uh, let's see here. Uh, it's incredibly gratifying and freeing to be using characters that are considered villains because you just have so much more leeway. A perfect example of this is the in the third season of Harley, we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman and DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, wait, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? And DC said, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. That would be... (laughs) A fantastic statue. I'm just saying, if Prime One Studio wants to make that statue, I will put in a pre-order right now. Now, I will say this in an argument, because I've already had this discussion on DC Alliance. Go check it out. Um, Abby actually jumped into the chat while we were having that conversation live. And so she uh, had a little bit of input on it. We actually had like a whole day of conversation about it. Because there's a moment of like, 
hey, sex positivity, this is a good thing. Like, mm-hmm. sex positivity has been ever growing since ever, really. Yeah. Uh, and it's, we've had this conversation. It's just for some reason, America is just like, ugh, sex. Yeah, very prudish. Yes. So I put out the point that just like the co creator said, this can be seen in a negative way towards women. Yeah. And so, and that was basically the biggest take that I saw on Twitter. The voice of Catwoman in the Arkham games was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think Catwoman would say otherwise. Yeah. Uh, as far as what DC DC's comments were. This blew up. And it's yeah, still huge. going. <laughs> it, it is still going. The the news YouTube channel that I watched the most, which is Philip DeFranco, covered this yesterday. That is awesome. Yeah. So, like, it's gotten to that. Like, actual news people were covering this. Um, and everybody's all like, you are stupid if you don't think Batman does that. Like, 100%. <laughs> like, I'm sure some Marvel fanboys are running with it. Like, oh, your your character doesn't even do this or whatever. So, but, like, like, real people know how crazy Batman is when it comes to sex. Like, it's well, insane. One of, the, one of the funniest things that I've seen recently is all of the voice actors, or not mm-hmm. the voice actors, all of the Batman live-action actors in their costumes. Uh, people are lining them up. And, like, Adam West, no. Uh, freaking Michael Keaton, uh, no. Uh, Val Kilmer, yes. George Clooney, no, but says that he does. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale, uh, no, but for some, uh, but for actual reasons, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, like it's a goddamn happy meal, and then Pattinson uh, is, uh, I think it was like undefined or something because we haven't seen him perf- yeah. perf- his performance yet. It but has he become Zoe on the Batmobile, <laughs> right? Dude, I mean, this, come on. this has become its own meme, and it's great because. <laughs> because there's you then have people that are like bruce raised dick grayson and you were telling me that he doesn't do that like because everybody knows that dick grayson gets around like he definitely does dick uh dick around uh Mm -hmm. may i say but dude he's freaking been with aliens he's done a gorilla like there's a bunch of shit out there and then people were throwing out the argument uh, with the Killing Joke animated movie and saying, yeah. oh, so Batman can't go down on on Catwoman, but he can fuck his best friend's daughter. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, they everybody forgets that Harley Quinn raped Nightwing in fucking... Yeah! Uh, that Harley horrible animated movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's very weird to see DC take that stance. I mean, I get it when you're, you know, as much as we love these things and we've grown up on it and now we're like, no, 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 Batman's not for kids. It's still for kids. Like, you know, parts of it. But I will also say there's two arguments against this. Mm-hmm. One argument is with their own products. So you and I both know three years ago, a very popular black label book yeah. sold out like crazy showing the outline of Batwang. Yep. Toy sales did not diminish at all. Yeah. People, so, I would say it hurt comic sales because they took, they were like, we're not going to do that anymore. Like, yeah. People were like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. 
That's exactly what happened. And then also my second argument is from, I haven't seen it yet because I don't have Paramount Plus, but the most recent reboot or comeback for a series is uh, iCarly. iCarly, yeah. Yeah. And apparently it is a great adaptation for what was for kids and now is playing towards those same uh, group of individuals that are now grown up. Yeah, I I saw Carly say bitch. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So like, yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I'd be down to watch it. Um, here's my biggest thing. Like, I think we've made it very clear that we have no problem with adult stuff happening in comic books. This is something I've always thought about. I don't I, I don't think I've ever talked to you about this, but I've always been interested in the idea because I know it's popular. Go to Reddit, go to Rule 34. Go to see people want to see this stuff. I am very surprised. Big, I'm, I'm talking more about anime in this situation. I don't think it'll ever happen in America, but I'm surprised there is not like huge mainstream animes that are like, hey, we're doing one official story that is legit. It's part of our in our our universe. Hentai. Like your your people are going to do it anyways and i feel like your audience would buy the shit out of that so do you remember i think it was back in 2017 2016 when overwatch first came out yes and all the porn parodies fucking rule 34 came mm-hmm. out in full force they're still what popular did, they're still popular blizzard tried to shut them down yeah they tried to shut it down DC is not shutting anything down when it comes to this stuff. No. I saw Rule 34 in waves with this whole Batman Catwoman stuff. Yeah. When when the story broke. Like within hours. Like I was like, holy crap. Like, I don't know if it was just saved on the desktop. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, this is the perfect time to freaking put yeah. this out there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I just feel like certain things. Obviously, you wouldn't want to do this with everything. A company like Disney shouldn't do it. A company like Marvel shouldn't do it either. But I mean, if you have something along the like, like high school DXD, right? You're right there. You're literally right there. Like just make an official one. Like this is real. Cause like all your people are going to do it outside anyways. Like, why don't we make money off of this? And like, you know what? The only weird thing I can see is if the voice actors would not be on board. That's the only thing. But I think some of them would be like, fuck it. Like I'm getting paid. Right. And like, yeah. (laughs) So it's like, fuck it. Why not? I just got to do some moans and this and that, and we're good. Like, I figure, I don't know. I always thought it would just be hella interesting. I was like, why not? Like, people are going to do this no matter what. There's a, there's a fucking market for it. I oh, yeah. Think, I wouldn't see it hurting the product if your thing is along the lines of a DXD or something like that. So another thing is, I said this whole entire argument is invalid on DC's part because the show is a parody. Mm-hmm. Like these co-creators did not write this scene saying, hey, we're actually going to have uh, Catwoman full spread and then we're yeah. going to show visually Batman just going to town. Like, no, it's going to be implied. That's what they're going to do. They understand the IPs that they're in control of yeah. temporarily. And two, I looked this up. The Harley Quinn merchandise for mm-hmm. the show there is only one thing that is for sale right now, and that is a $40 statue. This show is not for kids. Yeah, definitely. This not. audience, they they know exactly who this audience is. Thus, the statue. So, yeah. like, you're not the even... The show had a cancer ray. 
Yeah. Like, and Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman almost had like a three-way going on when they yeah. got hit with the love ray or some shit. Freaking yeah. Joker freaking melted off Scarecrow's face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus, it's not for kids. It's the same thing. It's the same argument with, oh, cartoons are for kids. And then everybody's like, oh, have you seen anime? And then they just have these crazy compilations from like Attack on Titan of people getting ripped to shreds. Um, so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. But you know, it goes down to the old argument of America's pretty prude. So yeah, you know, it is what it is, and that's that was the big topic of the week. Um, but you know, obviously, I'm against it. I don't believe it, um, and I'd I'd welcome more of it. So, but you know what? That's where I appreciate Rule Thirty Four artists. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Um, but going from there, uh, that's all the entertainment news we have for you. Uh, and we got some good comics this week. I really enjoyed the comics this week, but let's start off with Fortnite. I didn't read that. You said you did. Yeah. So this Fortnite, uh, story, I will say it's for me personally, it was going a little bit downhill. Uh, this is basically just like rushing to get to the ending, right? Uh, We're on issue five, uh, one more issue to go. And then. Uh, if you're collecting all the the codes, you get Batman at the very end with his new Fortnite costume. Yeah. Uh, so here, we we know that one of the Fortnite guys died. They're trying to figure out who it was, while also trying to find this gateway in order to get home. So they're able to do that. They're able to get into the room where they are needed, and uh, to get there, there's just waves and waves of enemies, right? So at one point, Deathstroke, uh, again, they don't remember each other personally, just small little snippets of what they encountered with each other inside of the loop of the Fortnite game. So uh, Deathstroke was like, hey, you need to use your, uh, your I, I can't remember what grenades, but the frozen grenades, basically. Yeah. And then uh, they were able to like bring down a roof and they were able to make an opening and get into the room where they're supposed to go. So they, in this room, they're slowly able to open this gate and let everybody from the Fortnite universe go into their own world. They basically found the assumption that Catwoman, Batman, and Deathstroke are all from the same universe. Like they were like, Hey, I feel, we feel this connection and midway through getting all these other people out. Batman was like, Deathstroke, I know you remember. And not only do you remember, you remember me and you have all your memories from this, from this universe that we're from. Yeah. Because, uh, he somehow was granted it through the, the creators of the game or whatever. Yeah. So, Basically, at the end, they say we need to work together in order to get home anyway. So they start working together. At the very end, the, they were the last three. Deathstroke actually does a flop and is able to get into the gate before Batman and Catwoman and leaves them there. Ooh. So that is how it ends. And so the last issue will be Batman and Catwoman finding going down on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Fortnite to give us what we want. Um, uh, it, but it leaves uh, Batman and Catwoman uh, to needing to find a way to bring open the gate because they were needing all three of them in order to open the gate. So it'll be interesting. Um, like I said, it's kind of going a little downhill, but it's still 
it's still steady. It's not like a horrible book. So yeah, it's just a game that I don't play. Same. Yeah, I I really have no input on it. I've just been listening to Clay talk about him. So seems interesting. Like I said, it's better than what we're getting right now in the actual Batman. Uh, But next, let's go ahead and talk about Supergirl, because I know this is more your realm. And uh, I think the other two books are a little bit more exciting for a Batman podcast. So let's go ahead and dive into this, because I know you said before this, you were a little weary about it. So what are your thoughts after reading it? I was a little weary on this. Um, I will say this is a different kind of Tom King writing. Okay. I felt like Um, it didn't really necessarily feel like him. Like mostly, I would say about two thirds of the book didn't really feel like him. A lot of dialogue. Lots of dialogue. And it was all internal. Same thing that he does, mostly. Uh, I didn't like the Jack Sparrow Supergirl at one Mm -hmm. point where she was introduced. And the whole point was because she's Kryptonian, she can't get drunk under the the yellow sun. So she went into a system that has a red sun. And she found a tavern and was getting drunk for her 21st birthday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will say that's a lot better than what the flash did for him. They, they just like made some weird concoction type cocktail and got him drunk for like 0.2 seconds. And then he was sober again. But I, I didn't like the Jack Sparrowness of her drunkenness. It was just like, "Eh, okay, I can understand the reason why it just doesn't really uh, fit with me. Yeah. And then the one thing that made me say, fuck you, Tom King. (laughs) He shot crypto. Yeah. Crypto is shot. And from what some other people, I have not gone into the rabbit hole of spoilers or anything, Mm -hmm. but a friend of mine said, apparently it's not looking so good for crypto. Interesting. And I'm just like, motherfucker, if he, like, <laughs> if he kills crypto, it, and it's, it's these, it's the same thing that he has done before. He, he kills off a, a very personal uh, connection to a hero. And that motivates, it's, it's a classic trope. It motivates yeah. them to do whatever prerogative that is needing to be made to, push the story forward yeah and that's what this whole thing is about this this girl i can't remember her name ruth or ruthie yeah, or ruthie. she has like a long ass name yeah her father died uh was killed by this dude and she wants to get revenge but she is too small and to do it so she wants to hire somebody to do it uh and so she sees the strength of of kara of supergirl and she insists that like, hey, you need to help me kill this person. And I'm like, it's Supergirl. Like, she's not going to kill anybody. Yeah. But in the beginning of the story, we kind of have like some sort of dialogue that basically says that she does. So mm-hmm. I am interested to see how they're going to get away with that. But yeah, I mean, overall, the story was OK. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't a Rorschach. It wasn't a Strange Adventures. Yeah. I think this book needs to pick up momentum before I can be like, oh, yeah, I, I'm really starting to enjoy this. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I get to read this as from the eyes of somebody that doesn't know a lot about Supergirl. Like, mm-hmm. I've read some of her New 52 stuff, so the Red Sun thing was cool for me because I've always been, I've always had this idea of wanting to see Superman train with Batman under, like, red lamps or whatever, so Superman can work on his, like, hand-to-hand combat if he ever lost his powers. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted to see something like that. So seeing Supergirl go to another planet, and she's like, I can only get drunk on near a red sun, and then she's actually able to get hurt and stuff. I'm like, okay, I like this. It's not the, like, bam, through 50 buildings, and, like, I just got, like, a little nick in my uniform, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I thought this was cool. I like that aspect. Um, the You know, the, the reasoning for this girl, obviously, it's just like a... I'm sure there's going to be a big connection between them two. Obviously, they got into this little fight um, with this other guy. I will say, because I've mentioned this, I do hate when stories tell the ending and then show it like yes. with, with my hero where they're like, I am the greatest super or this is my story of becoming the greatest superhero. I'm like, well, why the fuck do I care? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Granted, the show's still good, but I just don't want to know that. So I'm hoping it's going to be, I feel like Tom King knows that. So there's going to be some kind of switcheroo. Yeah. Like, you know, something's going to happen there. Um, Because I just don't think he would have Supergirl kill somebody. It would be crazy. But then again, like, they do if they need to. So it's just like, okay, you know. But from my understanding, right? I mean, Superman's killed before, right? Hasn't he? Superman, from my knowledge, other than Man of Steel, ha- like, Everybody in the Golden Age, all mm-hmm. heroes in the Golden Age has killed, like, enemies and bad guys. Yeah. People just don't like to acknowledge it because it ruins the whole argument of, like, heroes don't kill. And, like, oh, well, yeah. in the 40s they did. Uh, but as of right now, I think Superman has not killed. I'm pretty sure Supergirl has. But she has also been a Red Lantern before. So, mm. yeah. All right. Uh, I stand corrected there. But uh, there was one thing I really appreciated because I was very worried at the start. We had this silhouette of the younger girl's father dying. I was like, do not be Ra's al Ghul. Do not fucking be Ra's al Ghul on another planet <laughs> because it looks like Ra's. Like the yeah. outline looks like Ra's. And we got to see that killer at the end of this book. And I was like, oh, thank God it's not Ra's. And, um, you know, he ends up shooting Crypto. He shoots Kara twice. And he takes off in her ship that was on autopilot. And it it looks like they are a civilization that does not have any advanced technology. No. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck is this? So it's going to be interesting to see if this guy's going to blast off to uh, Earth or if he's going to try to press buttons and it's going to go somewhere else. How is she going to get off of there? Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's going to be Tom King said this from the start. It's going to be like his Superman story up in the sky where it's going to be going across the universe or whatever. So we can expect that. But um, as somebody who doesn't have, like like I said, a lot of knowledge and doesn't read a lot of Supergirl, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I was intrigued. Like, he fucking shot Crypto. They, like, dipped out. Like, it's very rare that I ever see a super in, fu- like, being vulnerable as fuck. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I found that intriguing. Is this Tom King's best work? Or was I, like, latched on right away? No. I was actually reading this and I was like, this is kind of a lot of dialogue. It reminded me, not as bad though, it reminded me of that Wonder Woman story, the Norse Wonder Woman story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God. I was just like, this is just terrible. Like, it's just so bad. Um, But it gave me those vibes because of the art. Yeah. Along with the dialogue. But no, this isn't my favorite Tom King story, but 
I will say I am intrigued for issue two because that ending was just like, what? But it's insane to say this wasn't the comic of the week that had me say what the fuck at the end of the story. So <laughs> uh, that's yeah. going to be the last book we talk about. But next, uh, let's jump over to Catwoman. What did you think of this? Now, you texted me during the week and you were like, Catwoman got a new artist. Like, it looks pretty cool. I thought it was okay. You don't like the art here? Like, it's good, but, like, I don't... I'm not super in love with it. Like, I now, like it, but I'm not super in love with it. I will say I'm pretty sure this art... Let me actually look to see if there was more than one artist because there was, like, three different stories being told. Yeah. Um. So, no, it does look like only one artist here. I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know why. I just mm. did. It seemed... It didn't seem as gritty uh, as the last one, but I just feel like there's probably more color in this than there has been in the last few. Honestly, some of these panels look like the Supergirl artist. Yeah, yeah, you know that's so, true. Um, I love this story, and the reason why I love this story is because it went back to the fucking Brew Baker Catwoman story. Yeah, and like all that fucking black mask stuff, everything that they they hint at in here happened and i'm like this is how you're a fucking good writer you go back to the good stories and you play off of the old shit so ram v has been knocking it out of the park with this Catwoman, in my opinion i've said it seems like they were going back to the brubaker era and he's like straight up this proves it um yeah so essentially this is just a whole flashback story like Catwoman's in this book but she's not really in the book at all because it's a lot of people looking for Catwoman and getting information about Catwoman. So we hear a past story, we hear the present story, and we hear people talking to her, like just people that know Catwoman. So everybody's giving their own point of view about Catwoman. And essentially the story is, you need to get out of the way because she's two steps ahead of you and you're gonna get fucking burnt. Like, yeah. so it's just showing how dangerous Catwoman could be, especially if you put her in a corner. And um, yeah, I just thought this was really good. It's a great way to do different perspectives from other characters. And like just seeing, I always love to see how other characters view the main character. And this was a okay. great example yeah, yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I really like this story. Yeah, no, I, I really did enjoy it. I don't know if I said this on the last time we talked about Catwoman, um, but I did share with you a theory uh, that is swarming around the internet right now is that this priest is mm -hmm. actually uh, a part of uh, oh, Saint Dumas. Dumas. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be kind of cool just to kind of connect him to something that we already know. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I I actually really did enjoy this. I did like how everybody has like a different aspect of her life, uh, and it kind of tells you what kind of relationship they have with each one of those. Uh, that Selena has with each one of those individuals. Yeah. So her sharing the story of her living off the streets to the kids shows that, hey, she is trying to connect with them in some sort of way. And then even with uh, the the guy at the very beginning, him telling the story of how they met uh, across across the sea, yeah. that kind of shows like the loyalty that she has. Yeah. So sure. I I really did enjoy this. Now... Like this idea that she, like I didn't, I didn't know how you were gonna feel about her having like this other love life back in the day, um, 
with this uh with this older dude yeah so i i i do have a very selfish uh mindset when it comes to my favorite characters and uh, ex-lovers um <laughs> but you know i'm a grown-up sometimes dude and, uh, wait so because i know how you feel about that uh-huh what if because a lot of things are happening in the dc universe right now yeah uh, i can't say anything but next week um uh, Infinite Frontier uh, number one comes out, and Barely? there's a yeah. Cause so the Infinite Frontier that we that we read was issue zero. Yeah, uh, I know, but that that feels like it came out like four months ago. Yeah, so issue one is finally coming out next week. Uh-huh. There's a big reveal at the end, um, that is kind of bringing back characters, and okay. you you will kind of know why if you went ahead and did the uh, DC digital first uh, infinite mm. frontier secret files. But we are now finding out that in the DC universe characters are coming and going and possibly bringing being brought back. You were a big fan of the Brubaker run and yeah. then started to read after that. Yeah. The Pfeiffer run. What if Selena has a child that nope. she does not know about now? Nope. <laughs> nope. I will not accept any of that. See, there's having Selena not know about a child makes no fucking sense because it would need to, she would have to have bared the child. Did she yes, just knock out for nine months? Because, because of the way the DC universe is working right now with its omniverse. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, oh, shoot. Well, I can't remember the show. Um, But for instance, she's going to bump into this person who was quite possibly her child. Oh, it was just like Rebirth with Wally and Flash, uh, Wally and Barry. How like they didn't know each other, but they kind of did. And it was like like Wally knew knew him, but Barry didn't. But once there was a connection, they're Mm -hmm. like, holy crap. Yes, I remember everything now. Same thing would happen with selena and her child i'd only be okay if it's helena from tom king's run it's the only one i'd be okay with because i think it's fucking stupid and i always hate when when stories do this but when you build up something for so long and like catwoman's meant to be with bruce like or batman it's just how it's supposed to be superman's supposed to be with lois um you could argue that Wonder Woman should be with Trevor uh, or what's his face, but that one's like, that's across time. So that one's kind of rough, yeah. but you know, anyways, I think there's certain characters that should end up together. And I always find it stupid when they just randomly end up with somebody else. Like everybody bitches about how I met your mother's ending, right? Like, oh, God, everybody yes. hates that. Um, there was one character, one of my favorite stories, uh, in recent times, have you seen the anime erased? No. Oh, it's really good. 12 episodes, I believe really good story, but there are two characters that I wanted to be together that didn't end up together. So I'm kind of just like, uh, it's still a fucking amazing story though, but still like, it's just, I'm like, ah, and you know, that's a problem with shipping or whatever, but it just seemed like it was going that way. So it kind of annoys me when they hint at that. So in not Brubaker's run, because I thought it was flawless, in Pfeiffer's run, Catwoman had 
uh, sex with a random person or this guy that she was working with, which is totally fine. And he was the baby daddy of Selena's fucking shit. And he just died. Yeah. And I was just like, and Bruce is there like, I'll help you with whatever you need. I'm like, what? Stepdaddy Bruce? No, no. <laughs> like, no, we're not going to fucking do this shit. So I just think it's stupid that a nobody becomes a father. Look, I realize that it's like, oh, well, that happens in real life. Sometimes people, just, you know, there's an accident or whatever. And people get pregnant. It's just what happens. I understand that. This is a fake universe, okay? It is a fake fucking universe where you can make whatever you want happen. And I think just certain characters, it's just like, you know what? You can make a super baby over here with Helena Wayne. Let's go down that route. It's more entertaining than this random motherfucking thing. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. I would hate it. So, you know. <laughs> Fuck off. Other babies that are not Bruce Wayne's. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, I think Catwoman's great. Ram V, I was uh, weary of you at the start of your run because you threw away the dress for no random reason in your story. But I want to officially say I think you're a fantastic writer and I think you've been killing this run. So Yeah, and he has, uh, he has voiced his opinions uh, because the debate on whether pirating comics is good or bad has come back up on Twitter. Really? Um, yeah, I actually had a very long conversation with an individual in Brazil, apparently, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, that thinks that pirating is okay because there is no way for uh, individuals who can't afford comics to read them in Brazil. Um, and okay. I'm like, I and do they not get shipped there or? I think they do, but uh, one of the biggest things is for me, if you have internet to pirate something, you have mm -hmm. internet for comiXology. Yeah. And from what I saw in 2013, there was a map in 2013 that showed everywhere that comiXology is available. It is like 99.9% .9 of the world that comiXology nice. is available. But apparently conversion on some con uh, on some countries are weird and so you can't purchase anything unless you have an international credit card yeah i will say uh depending on things too i don't know if comics are considered imports you know oh yeah, i don't know true. how that works because like i know playstations and shit are like triple the amount of money well they in other they countries. uh because somebody did join into the conversation that was also from brazil and they said that our five dollar comics are thirty dollars over there yeah that's ridiculous yeah um so yeah this is i think the i think any millennial will tell you everybody's pirated like we grew up on limewire and shit you know what i mean like it's happening that is 100 so, percent true uh, what I say is I am older now, so I can afford to buy this stuff. It's why I buy every Tom King issue. I like Tom King. I think he's amazing. I buy those loose leaves, even though I don't really want them. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really want them, but I want to support the comic book industry. So yeah. I buy those loose leaves, the loose uh, you know, issues, and then I buy the trades. That's how I support it. I was buy paying for DC Infinite for a while. But then once they got rid of the shows, I was like, I don't, I don't have a lot of time to read all these comics like I used to. So I'm just going to stick to reading week to week like I do. Um, although I loved Infinite while we had it. I also didn't get to spend my points, which really pissed me off. Oh, yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I think pirating, when, when I think it's acceptable, is when you cannot find what you want anywhere to buy. Because I will say something. 
I could not find, and I looked, and I don't know if this is what it is, but I wanted to see the Bunny Girl Senpai movie. I was, I'm in love with Bunny Girl Senpai. Clay knows this. Yeah, just bought a badass fucking statue over here. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was apparently a uh, a bootleg, (laughs) but came with a surprise. So very (laughs) fancy. I love it. But the thing is. There was nowhere, and I looked, y'all, I swear to God, I looked on Amazon, I looked on iTunes, I looked on so many places, where could I buy the Bunny Girl Senpai movie? Could not find it anywhere. It wasn't on Crunchyroll. It wasn't on Funimation. It wasn't anywhere that I could pay for. So I went to just a random website that just so happened to have it because I wanted to see the fucking movie. I would have paid $30 or whatever normal price for an anime movie is. I would have bought it. It wasn't out there. So I think like there's like old shows that I want to watch that are nowhere on streaming services. Like I'm yeah, so true. glad HBO Max put the nanny on. I just marathoned the nanny, like watching it all six seasons again. Nice. Love that fucking show. Nice. And so I want step by step out there, people. I I haven't seen step by step in years. I love step by step. It's a knockoff Jesus. Brady Bunch. I want to watch haven't... it. Where is it? Freaking unlocked a freaking memory in my brain, I love dude. Because. <laughs> Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure the younger one, as she got older, she was kind of hot. And she was around my age when I was growing up. Like, we were the same age growing up. So it ain't a weird thing. She's probably like 40 or 50 now. But man, growing up, I was like, she's hot. Like, I was like, so, (laughs) and it was, uh, what's her name from Three's Company as the mom? Like, she's amazing. So like, I loved, and then you had, what's his name living in his van? Like, it was such a good show. And so like, but I don't think that's on any streaming service. So what do I have to do? I have to pair it. I have to pirate it, right? I don't think I could buy it anywhere. So well, I, I need to give you a website. Apparently a friend of mine, uh, host of DC Alliance, he lives in Canada. He uses the website to find where everything is. Okay. Uh, so you just literally type in the name of the movie and or TV show, and it'll show you everywhere that it's available to stream and or purchase. Nice, because I have a VPN, so I'm down to use that. Yeah. Because I uh, haven't seen the Cowboy Bebop movie. It's on Netflix in Canada, so I can yep. VPN it, bada bing, bada boom. I can watch it there, and I'm already paying for Netflix. So, you know, um, that's legal, bada bing, bada boom. So, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. If you can afford to pay for it, definitely do it. I mean, I've been buying a lot of mangas lately. That's exploding. Um, it's just making it fucking hard to find anything, though. But still, like... I, I've been paying for mangas, even though like I could read them elsewhere. But I'm like, I want to support the industry. It's you yeah. know something I want to be in later. So why wouldn't you support something you want to be in? Like exactly. I want to be a filmmaker, but you fucking torrent all your movies. Like, are you gonna be cool? If people be do that. You, sure? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it is what it is. But anyways, we went on that tangent. Uh, let's go ahead and move over to Nightwing. So go ahead and take this one because I was just fucking shocked. Holy shit! That yeah. ending. Uh, I went from the ending of this book, I went straight to Twitter. Um, it, it was like a week in advance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, you are not ready for this. I'm I'm ready for the rabbit hole that Tom Taylor is about to t- uh, put on us or yeah. take us down. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people are going to be. Um, I just feel like some people may not like this, mm-hmm. but I feel like there is going to be a heel turn to it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that is very classic Tom Taylor, but I'm I'm willing to I'm, I'm willing to see what it is, but um, you know we get to see uh, the new mayor 
being, of course, uh, uh, Melinda Zuko. Zuko. Yeah. In the very beginning, she is uh, being uh, sworn in. She goes into the secret room where you see Blockbuster and all of the corrupted, uh, basically, government officials. They're like, oh, here's a here's a tradition. And it's like a suitcase of freaking uh, money. And she's like, yeah, I, I don't do cash. Go ahead and just put it into an account. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, yeah. I wish, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, we also continue the fight between uh, Heartless and Nightwing. He actually lets the kids go. And it's more so like a part of his plan. Uh, but there is a fight between Nightwing and Heartless. Nightwing figures out that he is enhanced in some way. He doesn't necessarily know how, though, yeah. uh, whether it be just plain super strength or maybe something is helping him with it. But he uh, he fights accordingly to that knowledge. Uh, really great panels. Love the art in this still. I think Redondo has gone a long way since the first Injustice series, yeah. uh, and it just looks great. But the big part of this is that Heartless wanted the kids to run because he actually set explosives on the pier, and he blows up the pier, and we see this uh, this page of like the pier blowing up, and I see Haley, which is the dog's name, yeah, and she's like freaking out, and in my head, I'm just like, don't you. fucking dare what is wrong with people and putting animals in danger like everybody is assuming that Haley's gonna die like just that hey tom taylor would do that shock and awe just because Mm -hmm. i really hope it doesn't happen uh but uh nightwing does bring out this whole um you know just classic nightwing wanting hoping for the best in people so he he uh, throws out a distress call for any boats that are willing to help. And after a long pause, there is a whole bunch of boats that are coming in. And people rolled their eyes at this, and I kind of did, but I was like, ah, it's still cool. All the boats' names are creators from DC that have put a staple in some sort of way on the Nightwing character. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah, we see Jurgens, we see Seely, um, we have... Uh, What's some other ones here? I'm trying to zoom in. Uh, like I said, yeah, Leonardi, Roger. So I thought it was pretty cool. But Nightwing goes unconscious. And Barbara says that, yeah, you are still like recovering from getting shot in the head. Is this going to be like the uh, what is it called? Uh, there it's going to be the go-to thing now for Nightwing. Like, like it's going to be like Superman's kryptonite. Oh, yeah. well, because he has a head injury, he's, he has the uh, possibility of getting unconscious randomly. Yeah. He has, he, he has narcolepsy now, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they don't overuse that. I like the uh, Batman slap meme that is on uh, Barbara's shirt. I was like, how did they pull that off? Like, I guess because you can't, I you can't copyright memes? I guess not. And like I was just like and I don't know if that's an original panel or not, like from Batman. I don't know that personally. I don't either. 
So, but, but yeah, I, thought I could not it was believe hilarious. that was on my shirt. I was just like, <laughs> wow. I screenshotted it uh, to some friends of mine, and I was like, the audacity of her wearing this shirt right in front of Dick. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, we get a new nickname for Haley, uh, which is Bitewing. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. And he was like, uh, that's actually a great, Dick says that's actually a great name, but her name is Haley. And uh, she was all like, they're like, you're telling people in this room can't have two names. And Barbara's like, I have three. <laughs> <laughs> and so that I was just true. like, that's true. So uh, I thought that was really good. Obviously, which, and I love when people subtly do this. Uh, you know, Grace, I mean, uh, Barbara and Drake are telling um, fucking Grayson that, hey, you need rest. You need eight hours of sleep. You need rest or whatever. And of course, Dick Grayson's like, I can go out there. And he's like, look, you're supposed to be different than Batman. Or I thought you were different than Batman. You need to rest. Like, why are you waiting? I love that. that. Yeah. Because as much as people always say, like, Dick Grayson doesn't want to be Batman. He doesn't want to be Batman. He is the perfect next Batman. Like, He's just, he's so much like Bruce. You know what I mean? Whether mm. a lot of people are like, that's his father. Other people are like, that's his brother. Because they're 10 years apart almost. Yeah. So like, depending on how you want to go about it. But Dick Grayson is very much like Bruce Wayne, but with a kind heart. Yes. Like, that's what he is. And granted, Bruce Wayne has a kind heart too. He's just more of a fucking brooding kind of kind person. Um, whereas Dick Grayson is fun and loving. Uh, anyways. He pulls a Bruce Wayne, doesn't listen, and he's like, I got to go talk to Zuko because if you don't know about Nightwing's history, Zuko was the pe- the people that killed Nightwing's family. And so he's like, this is his daughter. Let's go. I'm going to go find out. Interesting thing here, when he goes and breaks into her apartment, I do not know this character, right? I do know this character, but I don't know if it's the same character. There is a, a bodyguard black character, This and she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um and she has a sword, and she tries to, you know, slice up Nightwing. He's able to dodge it, but, you know, they fight all the way down the stairs. I do not know if this is the same character that was, I guess, friends with, I think the character's name was Morpheus in, is it No Man's Land or um, oh, Catalyst? So I don't know if it's ago. the same character or not. So we're going to have to wait and see if we ever get yeah. this character's name. But if it is, that's going to be very interesting. Yes. So um, because she's working for Zuko, then we see uh, Zuko come out and she's like, I got it. And she knocks out Grayson again with a baseball bat. Yeah. From my understanding, from watching enough WWE, two concussions and football, two concussions this consecutively is very damaging for your health. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Grayson, but we find out that he's bleeding from his head. He doesn't have his mask on. And, and he notices it immediately after waking yeah. up. And she's holding his mask on the very last panel uh, of this page. And she's like, Dick Grayson. And he was, uh, I don't know. I read this wrong because I instantly thought it was. He was like, you know me. You know, uh, I know you too. I don't know why I automatically thought, give me back my face. This is my face. <laughs> <laughs> I instantly thought that reading this. Oh, shit. And we see Dick Grayson fucking with his forearm throw her against the wall. And uh, he's like, you're the daughter of Zuko. And she's like, no, I'm not. I thought I was for a long time, but I learned the truth. My real father was named John Grayson. I'm your Your sister. sister. I literally texted Clay. My literal words. And this was out loud when I read that. I was like, 
bitch, what? Like, <laughs> I could not believe this. And I don't know where they're going to go with it. But stuff like this is always weird. Because you think of the Graysons being a good family. But this instance, is this before? Is she older? Is she younger? Because if she's younger, that means he had an affair. Yeah. And But if she's older, that means that, oh, it could have been from maybe the girl before his mom. Yeah. So we don't know. Um, or is it all a fake? What do you See, think? that's it's hard. It's hard. We have learned some crazy things about Dick Grayson's family for about 10 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. We learned that he was always supposed to be a part of the freaking Court of Owls with his grandfather. We then learn that uh, he, like, they had Raptor looking after him and, like, that whole thing for Rebirth, which I will say, the last time a character was introduced, the head ties to Grayson's family was Raptor, and I feel like he was a really good addition to the Grayson mythos. I honestly do. So, adding somebody new... And it being as close as blood, like being his sister, that is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was not does expecting Dick that. Grayson, does Dick Grayson tell Barbara? Does he tell Tim? Like, is he going to have, like, is he going to be closed off or is he going to be like, what, like, why don't I know about you and like want to learn more? Like, yeah. I am intrigued with the, like I said, with the rabbit hole that we're about to go down. I just yeah. don't know which rabbit hole we're about to go down. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, part of me wanted to be just like, all right, this is his sister and we're going to learn from here. But because I just feel like the switcheroo is kind of just easy. You know what I mean? Like, I lied. I'm not your sister. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know, but I'm on, I'm along for the ride. Like I literally was shocked by this ending and that hasn't happened in a while. I feel like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tom Taylor's killing it on Nightwing. I think we say that every time. Yeah. And as of right now, every issue of Nightwing has sold out day one. So nice. uh, everything is getting a second printing. I think it's awesome. Uh it is a complete heel turn from what we had for the past two years with Nightwing uh, with Rick Grayson. God, yeah. I can't believe that lasted almost two years. Yeah. But see, yeah. it's funny because like, I don't think you're using the heel turn in the proper etiquette. Really? Yeah. Cause a heel turn means it goes bad. So this would be a face turn. Oh yeah. Face. Oh, well, it, you learn, a, it's a you wrestling. Learn you yeah, learn something it, new every day. <laughs> It's a wrestling term. So if it's good, it's a face turn. If it's bad, it's a heel turn. Okay. I'll keep so, that in mind. Look yeah. So, cause I was like, why does he keep saying that? <laughs> but um, I was like, this is actually good. Um, but anyway, so yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, I think this was a good week of uh, comics and the news was intriguing for the bat. <laughs> to the say the least. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, this is a more entertaining podcast for sure. I think. Uh, but Clay, what do you got coming up on the week, man? Um, on the week, of course, you can always find me at Fanboy Clay. Um, keep my link tree open uh, to all six shows that I'm a part of. Uh, 
there's not really much going on, to be completely honest. It's all just, you know, very steady. Nothing new happening within, uh, like, other news as far as, like, outside of Batman stuff in the DCEU. Um, I know, just looking at it recently, uh, freaking Superman and Lois has been pretty good. We're going to be doing a review pretty soon. Uh, but other than that, just very simple stuff. Just keep... Uh, those uh, podcasts that I have, like I said, six shows, just keep them open. Noise, noise. Uh, my YouTube is in flux right now. Uh, I'm working on gaming content right now. I'm playing a game called House Party, which I find very awesome. Um, I am working on new reaction stuff, but it's going to be a slow burn right now because I have decided to move my streaming to Fridays and Saturdays. Saturdays is optional. It's basically going to be Fridays. If I feel good enough to stream on Saturdays, I'll stream on Saturdays. Um, but, uh, I am cutting down on streaming so I can focus more on YouTube to build a bigger audience. And right now we'll see if I get canceled on TikTok. So, um, definitely go check out that content. I'm going to go, my phone has been off since I made this previous video, which again, I don't think it was, I don't think it's, I think it's a very respectable video. I'm asking a genuine question and I hope people understand that, but we'll see. You never know with the internet. Um, you know, they could be all DC executives and say heroes don't do that. So we'll see. But for the most part, definitely just check out my content. I think it is uh, fun. It's been cool. Definitely check that out. But we appreciate you guys watching. We are six episodes away from 100. So we, I think we only took, what, two or three weeks off from my panic attack, maybe? Yep. So, you know, we would have been closer. So our, our, you know, year in date is different. But we're just going to go off of the, well, I think it happens in October, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... We're finishing up year two pretty soon, but we are going to be hitting that 100 episode pretty soon. I don't know if we'll have a particular anything happen on it, but it is coming up, which hitting triple digits in anything is pretty insane. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys listening. Um, maybe because uh, one thing is we always wanted to make a video podcast and we have the option to do it, but I'm not comfortable enough yet. So like I'm hoping eventually we'll be able to make a video podcast for you guys so you can actually see our reactions to when we're talking about this shit. Because uh, I am actually somebody that prefers video podcasts over audio podcasts. So that's just me personally. But I enjoy it. But yeah, hopefully we'll have that in the future. But yes, uh, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly!